0: Have you ever found yourself wondering, what else can I listen to on the Osiris Network? Here's another great podcast you can check out. Hey, what's up? This is Mike Fenoya, host of Amigos Podcast here on the Osiris Network. What is Amigos Podcast? Well, I am a stand-up comedian, writer for True TV's Impractical Jokers, and a music freak. So I invite my pals to come talk music, comedy, and everything in between. So uh, if you want to come hang, we'd love to have you. Thank you.
1: This is Donnie B. from Female Centrics, and we are the first female-hosted Fish Community podcast. We are coming at you the night before the election, although this will be released when all of the... uh, We should know everything by that point, because it'll be coming out on the 9th, I believe. So... We are just going to jump right into this evening's, or day, or wherever you are listening's, uh, episode. Um, I am solo in the studio today, and I am interviewing Mary Bogg, who is an old-school fish fan and a volunteer with Waterwheel, and has been involved with the Divided Sky Fund this time around. So, welcome, Mary.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. So
1: I found Mary through a comment that she had made on some thread somewhere. <laughs> Said something about counting some, you know, the emails or, or you know, people coming in for group things and this and that and reached out to you, Mary. And I'm really happy. We, we've already had a great conversation once already. And so I'm really looking forward uh, to uh, chatting with you here on Female Centrics.
0: I'm looking forward to it, too. You know, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, and it's so interesting to be in this weird, like, you know, like I said, like, by the time this comes out, we'll know who the next president is or if shit's melted in this universe or i don't know what's gonna go on or if i'm
0: packing my things to move to costa rica
1: uh, i know i know i've got three friends that have connected like three of my dear dear friends that all would one could go to canada one could go to portugal and one could go to england and they're all looking trying to get their passports and seeing what's up it's just but you know i don't (sighs) i live in Maine. where do you live again you're in vermont right? i live in vermont See, and I, and I, so I feel pretty comfortable where we are for the most part. Is your area? Are you in like Trumpland, Vermont, or are you in? in You know,
0: it's pretty blue here. I mean, it's as as blue as it gets. You know, we're a for the people kind of state. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some pockets for sure. Will you will you find a? Trump supporters. But for the most part, I'd say we're pretty blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's why I find here in Maine, too. It's like you get a little bit north uh, Portland and it definitely uh, gets a little more red. But for the most part, you know, but um, we shall see. My son turned 18 a couple weeks ago. So this is his first election. Pretty excited for him about that one. Of course, he's got some sort of last minute change he's got to do tomorrow, but he's going to do it. That's that's great. But um, yeah, I don't know. This is just... Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting time to be. So I am so grateful for Trey coming back and uh, bringing us all back to life as much as I think that we are bringing him back to life. And, you know, I think it's a very reciprocal uh, relationship as far as everybody needing each other in that sense, you know, and getting us through these these really hard times here.
0: Um, I agree. He's been incredibly prolific from pretty much the beginning. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, and Tom's really been very motivated and turned on with the lyrics that he's been popping out too since right since the beginning as well. So it's just been, you know mm it's beautiful, I mean, it's always a beautiful time to be a fish fan, but I mean, it shouldn't surprise me, but <laughs> you know that this is how you know we all sort of take care of each other through this whole thing as well and and uh you know what he's what he's doing right now at the beacon theater is is absolutely amazing, but we i want to start from the beginning with you, and I would love to know what your fish story is, you know, how did you get into fish and what was your first uh
0: show uh well, I Remember seeing a poster on my friend's dorm floor uh, advertising a band called Fish that was playing in the student center, basically the base lodge at Johnson State College. And uh, I went to see them, and they were so weird that I left. What year? And um, go ahead. I'm sorry. What year? Oh, this was. Oh, you know what? I had to look up the date. Huh. And according to Fish dot net, it was the eleventh of March in nineteen eighty eight. Jesus, <laughs> that's awesome. So they were but way too really, weird, though. You know, I can't really count that as my first show because I really didn't last very long. It was—I mean, it was weird back then. They had long hair and they bounced up and down and like, you know, it was a weird crowd. And what uh, songs do you remember? What songs they were?
1: Sorry, just sorry. Do you remember what the songs were because you were saying that it was like really weird song Like do you remember what songs they were? Is that when they were doing, uh,
0: you know, I don't Mm -hmm. I mean back then they were still doing like Uh, you know scarlet fire fire um, and things like that. I don't really remember much from that first show I do listen to that show quite a bit (laughs) when I'm working um, like there was the funky chicken and like, uh, you know just some strange things but it was a it was definitely a weird scene for me you know 18 years old right out of my parents house like mm-hmm. oh but i went and it's funny so then i went to my first grateful dead show and at that show the third night i went to a three night run and the third night i sat next to this guy who handed me an orange during set break hmm. and he's like oh hey you know where are you from and I'm like oh I'm a college student I'm from Vermont and he's like oh where do you go to school and I said Johnson State College he's like oh you know our band just played there and I'm like oh what's your band and he says fish and I must have made a face and he's like oh not for you and I was like well you know it was a little weird and he's like you got to give us another try he's like we're playing at Nectars next week you got to come in I'll put you on the guest list what and I went and I was hooked who were you who were you sitting next to I was sitting next to who, uh, who a guy named Tim Rogers, who at the time did lights for fish. Okay. And occasionally would sit in on harmonica. Oh,
1: too funny.
0: <laughs> um, and so and where, where were you seeing the
1: dead? Uh, I was at Worcester Centrum. Okay, okay. Which is now, I think, Times Union. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's that DCU anymore? God, they change them all the time.
0: I, they change so fast. How yeah. do you keep up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So okay, so they said go to Nectars as he hands you a nectarine. Not really, it was an orange. But right. Close uh, well
0: you know, it's back then there was, you know, they would people would hand out oranges at shows. You know, I I believe it had something to do with like how acid, right? the vitamin C can yeah, exactly. <laughs> help your acid along yeah. or whatever. Um but uh yeah I, I mean there's another funny show where I, f- I went to a, a show that Spring Goddard Springfest mm-hmm. where fish was like the third of five bands and you know years later I I'm seeing a chiazi therapist and he says oh did you go to Goddard Springfest and I was like I did and he's like did you take the liquid acid and I was like I did you know it was the first time ever <laughs> and he was like oh because that show was an acid test and I'm like what? what you know no idea <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, after that show at Nectars, I was hooked. I mean, I remember standing there in Nectars thinking to myself like, wow, when Jerry dies, this band is screwed, you
1: know. Ha! Huh. In the sense of so in screwed in the sense of like that you think that the following would go there. What do you mean by that?
0: Well, that they would blow up. And and they did. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, I mean, what was it like in those early days of seeing Fish in the Bars? And, you know, what was the scene like? um, And if you want to share any stories with early connections with them, that sort of thing.
0: You know, it it was fun. You know, back when I first started seeing them, it was always three sets. And to this day, I miss three sets. Mm. You know, the first set would be like the warm-up set. The second set would be the rocking set. And then the third set was where it got weird. And usually by third set, a lot of people would leave because they had class or work or, you know, they would play three, you know, three nights at the front, you know, two nights in Waitsfield. So seeing them was really easy back then.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, when you were when we were first uh, chatting, I asked you what your numbers were, and you said around seven hundred, which just blew my mind. But it makes
0: (laughs) it makes a lot of sense if you're, um, you know, well that that it has a lot to do with it that it, they were so easy to see mm-hmm. um you know I lived in Burlington you know I could walk five minutes from my house and see them play it was fantastic um you know I probably I think in 1993 I think I hit 300 shows oh my god oh, and then so you know since then I guess it's been a little slow but yeah
1: We've really slowed down over the past 20 years yeah. that,
0: or whatever. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny. I guess 2.0, I didn't see that many shows. And then, you know, when they came back in 2009, I got the fish fever really badly. Mm-hmm. And I would see them, you know, over 30 times a year. And that's that's finally eased off. That my bank account is very happy. Yeah.
1: I know. I I I do say I do see the the difference this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like uh, but whatever. I would I wouldn't change it. You know. Um, well, in you know, and in, in and I find it interesting. So, um, because I also eased off in two um, It for me became so. I started in ninety four and I hit it. Uh, you know, not uh, as hard as I could. Um, but I. It just got way too intense. the The scene was way too intense, and and how high they were, and Trey, and just the whole gangster thing that happened on lot. I just I couldn't. I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't my scene. And, um, but you were saying you felt kind of the same way. And so, and seeing him from, from this bar band to switching over to this, you know, really taking over the grateful dead scene to sort of where it molded in the, in 2.0 and we'll talk about that a little bit and what your thoughts are on that.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it definitely changed. You know, I, I remember one summer Fish didn't tour And, you know, the guys played straight jazz at a place called Noonie's Pub. Mm -hmm. It was like every Tuesday and there'd be like three people there, you know. And then, you know, it just started to blow up. It was like 93, 94. I remember coming out of a show at Red Rocks and the scene, like not the, oh, hey, cool scene, but like a scene in the lot of just people and wasted people and mess and garbage. And it blew me away. It made me very uncomfortable. Like, who are all you people? Why are you pushing me out of my spot? You know, Mm. like it so it was tough. You know, now I listen back to a lot of like the 97, 98 stuff and it's really good fish. But for me it 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 had changed in its nature. It was a lot more of a scene. People were a lot more wasted. I remember when I started hearing that, oh well Trey's on drugs, and I'm thinking to myself like no way man you know trey's not that guy you know maybe a little here a little there but like on drugs and then once it was confirmed to me it was heartbreaking you know yeah. in 2000 i walked out of a show oh wow yeah just too messy and then sloppy. I, I wouldn't have gone to see him again but then they were gonna break up in 2004 so i went to a bunch of shows yeah did you go to Cover Tree? all about like two of them were good
1: yeah, you know? yeah, I hear you. Well, and, you know, and it's interesting to me too because I know, like the last, uh, I mean specifically the last summer of the Grateful Dead tour was just an absolute shit show. Um, and yeah, yeah like, you know, like what uh, it was like the I think Red Rocks was a big mess too. Both both years ninety five for Grateful Dead and ninety six, obviously the riots down in in Morrison that summer. Ugh. Right.
0: So did that you- was my birthday weekend. <laughs> i was at those shows and i remember hearing about it after the shows and just being heartbroken you know but i mean out of everything comes you know there's always a silver lining and that was like the birth of green crew you know where fish was like okay we have to deal with this you know the fans are so messy let's hire people we'll give them tickets if they clean up yeah and so you know that was a good benefit.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was. Magnaval was the was where I really, really noticed uh, how how clean it was, how well everybody did, you know, and that there wasn't these huge messes the way there's at a lot of the other places, and really how they got it down. Um, but so, so Green Crew, they start that started in the late nineties.
0: I think so. I would probably say around ninety. 90- somewhere between 93 and 96, I would guess. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, so what was, um, like, what is your background? And would you end up getting your, you know, degree in or not? Or, like, what do you do for for a living? And um, how did you, you know, really get involved with the band fish and and I'm imagining it's just because you were there earlier and with them all the time and that sort of thing. But um so I guess
0: start with uh, that. Right, yeah, like uh, do- well they were like, you know, the local bar band or the keg party band mm-hmm. when I first started seeing them. I was in school. I worked at Nectar's. Um so, you know, it pretty much went from there. I mean, I always saw fish. I worked in food and beverage for years. And then I moved over to working events and customer service. Um now how how I got to know the band was, uh, I had a roommate at the time who had a crush on Mike. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's standing right there. You know, there's like 15 people standing in the front. I'm like, why don't you go talk to him? Yeah. She's I like, Oh, it. no, no, I'm not gonna go talk to him. I'm like, Alright, I'll go talk to him. And then Mike <laughs> and I became friends. And, and then after that, you know, the rest is really history.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so you so for so professionally, what do you do? Are you because you're just volunteering with the water wheel? How did you get involved with with that aspect of it?
0: Well, uh, you know, when fish came back in 2009, you know, like I said, I got fish fever pretty bad, and I literally uh, begged uh, the woman who runs Waterwheel to let me give something back. You know, for years, you know, this band had given me so much joy. You know. I've been to so many states because of this mm. band. I've been, you know, all around this country. I've been turned on to so much good music because of this band. And for me, it was a wanting to give back, a wanting to get involved and do something for and with this band that had done so much for me. Um, so, yeah. So I just started volunteering at fundraisers, basically, mm-hmm. like we did the cowbell on Church Street was one of the fundraisers we had. There's, you know, luckily enough to live in Vermont, um, we have listening parties or they would show movies at the local movie theaters of different shows. And those are all fundraisers. And that's originally how I got involved. And then when was because this? because I work of, like 2010,
1: just is like uh, beginning of 3.0, you're saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So probably like 2010. And then, you know, really, when it really started to thicken was um, when Super Bowl happened. And they contacted me and they were like, Oh, well, you're not coming to Super Bowl. And I'm like, No way. At that point, the only <laughs> no festival I'd been to was Coventry. And, um, you know, I had no desire to repeat that experience in any way. Oh, you and hadn't they were gone like- to the
1: early festivals?
0: I did not. Oh, wow. I did okay. not. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I went, you know, does Amy's Farm count as a festival? To me, that's more of a party. Well, if you're super um, fucking to- cool, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to Amy's Farm. Nice. Amy Skelton is a wonderful human. Yeah. And um, that party was really interesting. But I I didn't like uh, when they started doing like the Clifford Ball and all those festivals, I was in, you know, 100,000 people. Did I want to see fish with 100,000 people? No way. You know, coming from seeing them with more dogs than people, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I could handle that crowd, honestly. And um, yeah, so then once Super Bowl happened, they were like, well, come and work for us. You know, help set it." And I'm like, I could never work during fish. I could never do that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, come help us set up. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then from there, I'm in. You know, I, I would do anything Waterwheel asked me. Yeah, so how often, and so
1: when you're working, so, okay, so talk about with the, you're at Super Bowl, and, mm-hmm. you know, you were going to work, work while the show's going on. So I'll tell you, so for Coventry, I, um, I had, my, my son was very young at the time and we, I think I was home with him. So we just didn't really have the money for, um, to go. And then I ended up getting free tickets at like a Turkish coffee food stand, um, where I was able to, and I'm like, all right, so it's either I go, to last show and work while it was you know work while I while I'm there or I don't kind of thing so I kind of went with it so when you are working Waterwheel you finding that you are working during the actual while they're playing or is it um is it like more um and you said you just volunteer right or are you like a hired staff on on Waterwheel
0: um when I work the big festivals mm-hmm. I I I work a bunch of different music festivals. And when I work the festivals, I do get paid. But when I work for Waterwheel, it's all volunteer.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, so we are going to take a quick break, and then I want to come back and I want to talk about the Beacon shows and when you first started hearing about that and the hubbub of coming around with the Divided Sky funds because there's some really great, great stuff going on right now. So we're, it's true. Yeah, we can take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back with Mary Bog. We've been chatting about uh, early days of fish with Mary being able to see them way back in the day and uh, her involvement in the water wheel. And we are just about to start chatting about the whole Beacon shows and a bit about the divided Sky Fund and stuff. So Mary, when did you first start hearing about the Beacon shows and uh, I guess, you know, moving in what was going to be happening with the divided sky with this new divided sky fund, because this is brand new, right? The, there was no divided sky fund before the Beacon shows, if I'm correct.
0: No, it's brand new. Okay. It was developed with the Beacon shows. I mean, I heard when everybody else heard oh, Okay, when it came across the announcement, uh, you know, I called down to the fish office and I was like, this is so amazing, mm-hmm. you know, Um And the Divided Sky Fund was developed under the umbrella of Waterwheel to collect donations. You know, um, as many people do in recovery, you know, they like to give back. And this is Trey's way of giving back. You know, um, they it's so they developed the fund to help people affected by addiction and also do further plans of opening a treatment center here in Vermont.
1: Now, is that something that's going to be more in like rural Vermont or would it be closer to, you know, um, Burlington or whatever?
0: You know, I don't know where the location is going to be, but I know, I mean, Vermont's tiny. It's not a very big state. Sure. So I imagine, you know, you can cross the state, you know, corner to corner probably in two and a half hours. Yep. Um yeah. But, uh, you know. I, yeah, I don't know where it's going to be, but uh, I yeah. know they're looking for somewhere nice. Well, you know, and
1: it's interesting to me. I've thought a lot about this um, because not only not a, only did we almost lose Trey and, you know, um, but I wonder how much so, you know, it's him giving back. But I really started thinking about it the other day and I'm curious to know how if they have any like feelings towards that there is a lot of people within the community because it's a it's a drug-cultured community of sorts. And that yeah. if there's any of this, like, because I don't feel, I don't think he's re- responsible whatsoever, but I'm wondering if that's something that's, like, they feel responsible for at all or if something like that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know if I'm, like, thinking too much into that or if that's even anything you've thought about. I was just sort of, you know, thinking about it the other day, and I'm wondering if that's one of the pieces of this or if it's more driven from just Trey wanting to give back from his... Um, from his own issues and people that have been around him sort of thing.
0: Well, I mean, everywhere, especially in the music industry, a lot of people are affected by addiction. And, you know, I can't speak for Trey, but, Mm -hmm. you know, especially now in 3.0, this has become really an amazing community. And I don't know if that's partially because of, you know, formats like Facebook and things like that. But it's a very kind and loving and giving community. And, you know, now's the time. And so I think he's just taking advantage of being able to give back to a community that's given him so much, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, because so many of us, all of us have had, you know, somebody I uh, it was 10 years ago this month that I lost one of my best friends. Um, oh. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those things. It's like, you know, he. He wasn't the first. Uh, it's not gonna be the last, but he was the first of my fish crew to to go. Um, and his name was Timmy Cooper and he was something else. Um, and he did all all the tours and all the things and was a, a brilliant man. And, you know, it was one of those things we kinda realized after he passed away was that his his uh funeral or his his uh, memorial afterwards that we realized that our crew who were all still together now we call ourselves kids for life and we all got together back in 96 uh and had done you know tore off and on living in each other's houses and cars with the dogs and the cats and the <laughs> all, all the all the the cliche things you know <laughs> and right. uh, from from that time, and uh, you know we were all starting to kind of get get our lives together, and he just wasn 't able to pull it together and he passed away in a, you know at his parents house in his sleep, which i mean you know could have been a lot worse for for what, for the stories that comes with, with him, (laughs) you know, as far as that piece is concerned. But, um, you know, and then I had somebody before him was my best friend. Uh, one of my best friends growing up that passed away when we were 25. And, and then, you know, and after that, it's like, you know, I could keep, keep going and I could, you know, talk my boy, Jesse, where I, you know, when Jesse died, I had to sit down and help his mama Jillian, you know, tell their four-year-old daughter that, daddy died, you know? I mean, these are real things that are happening to us that I don't feel like our or at least my parents. My parents were school teachers and even though they were, you know, um grew up and, you know, don't, you know, were in college in 69, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's just, it's different. These opioids are is in the pills is what's really is what's really getting and now and even, you know, the younger kids, the teenagers and stuff with the, you know, Xanax and all that kind of stuff, it's like, you know, they just don't realize it people aren't realizing it and
0: yeah yeah it's not just pot and mushrooms anymore right? you know there's I, I don't believe that there's anyone among us or anyone at least in this community who hasn't you know been affected some way by addiction or even truly lost someone yeah and it and it sucks you know I I would give every dollar I had to get even just one of my friends back but you can't Mm-hmm. So you know this, I really do see this treatment center as this amazing opportunity to give back to this community. If I could save somebody else's friend, you know that would that would do, be the world to me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
1: and and you know, and I think it's a good point about what you were saying. It's not just about the you know the pot and the mushrooms. It's like you know um, you know those sort of situations and the drinking. Yes, it, like for. they let your inhibitions down and so you know i feel like you had more of like the you know people naked and you know running around like those sort of things going on but not taking a little too much going to sleep and not waking up again you know and it's just and so with the opioids i mean it is ridiculous how how much they've been integrated into our lives and so you know with with trey wanting to do this you know something i was talking about and i'm not sure if you know about this but um if you know this answer but you know with the beacon beacon shows so is he is everybody in general volunteering like is the beacon volunteering the theater space and everybody working in this and that is anybody um needing to get paid for any of these sort of things or how is how do you know the process and how he made this all work
0: i i really don't Mm -hmm. know i know that You know, the Madison Square Garden group partnered up with him and, you know, offered him to use the beacon. But, I, you know, I don't know if anybody's getting paid or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I do know that anything that's donated during the beacon shows or at any time, you know, through the Waterwell site or Tiltify or anything that goes into Divided Skies, just going into one big giant fund to make this whole treatment center happen.
1: Yeah, so I know there's a lot of confusion um, because – so there's a lot of groups that are donating, and I have to say I was pretty excited because this past week uh, group that I'm part of, Sets and Subtle Sounds, we collected – I don't know, I think it was – good amount it was over it was over two and and was able to make the donation and trey mentioned us it was, so it was and that's a pretty special group to me and then you know i know fish chicks is working on something and post and up bag uh art group donate a really sizable amount um and but there's a lot of confusion about you know where how like okay so are we devoted you know donating to this Divide the Sky Fund? Are we donating to Waterwheel? And why isn't the same? And what's the difference? And, and then this is how I found you. So I know you're, you're pretty directly involved in how that whole piece is working. So can you explain how that all works?
0: Absolutely. Um, so after the first couple of weeks of the beacon, you know, it, it was like a light bulb inside me. Like, what can I do to spread the word to involve as many people in this community as i possibly can and the first thing that came to me was the the fish groups you know fish groups that i'm a part of mm-hmm. you know i'm probably in 20 different groups on facebook oh, yeah. you know i uh, approached a smaller group the jaboo crew that i that i hang out with at shows and everything and i said hey you guys you know what let's do this let's let, let's make donations you know on behalf of the jaboo crew and you know that pointed out for us um you know, best the best practices to get these groups donated. And then the next group I went to is fish chicks, because I love that group. I mean, mm-hmm. how can you resist a giant group of women, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and women are powerful. Mm-hmm. And I approached them there, I wrote to their admin and their admin were all about it. We put a post up online. And it's so easy to donate. I mean, what I recommend is Go to the Waterwheel website. As soon as that website opens up on your computer, it gives you the option to click and donate to Waterwheel, click and donate to the Beacon Jams, which goes right to Divided Sky. The difference between Waterwheel and the Divided Sky Fund is the Divided Sky Fund is a fund that's basically being managed by Waterwheel. And Waterwheel, as you know, is the charitable arm of Fish that's done most of their work on tour um, where they gather up their money. We do have different, you know, events over the course of the year to raise money. But the Divided Sky Fund is, yeah, a thing on its own. It's going directly to uh, help, you know, those affected by addiction. But yeah, I mean, I hope to see, you know, on Fish's site, you know, there's 684,017 followers. You know, if every one of those people gave five bucks, it's oh. $3,420,000. Right? Yes, yes. Five and- bucks. Skip to Starbucks coffee, you know? Well, just the Five fact bucks- we don't have shows. We don't have to pay yeah, for these there's webcasts. No shows. There's no guests. I, mm-hmm. I said to some of my friends, I'm like, you know, what do you spend on alcohol and drugs over a weekend? You know, how about New York City? Yeah. You know, the drinks inside are $15 a piece. Yep. Yep. You know? Donate two drinks worth. Yeah. You know, or you go to four shows, donate four drinks worth, 60 bucks. You know, that's nothing. There's no shows. And, you know, the opportunity to give back to your community and help others is irresistible.
1: Now, was it where? Have, has there been any um, you know because I definitely want to do something in the name of female centric so like so far what I've been doing is either each week I usually make two different donations I'll make a, a donation just coming from me because you had mentioned you're like oh you had seen it from eyes world nature immersion from my from my business account um, um, yeah. yeah yeah and then I did one for Timmy Cooper uh, last week and then I've gone through the sets and subtle sounds I did one for I made a donation for fish chicks c- and and whatnot and so I I would like to set up something where people are donating through female centrics. I think I'm not going to be able to do it this week, but maybe they get it started for uh, the week. Um, maybe that this is released, you know, and that, that you and I can talk a little bit more after that to try to figure out, or even right now, like the easiest way if we were to do that would be something. If I were to set up a separate because that's what I think that that's what some of the confusion is, is like, how do people do it? They set up a separate um, account or is it you're just saying if you were going to make a donation in the name of female centrics and then you just put it in the female centrics pile? Is that how that how that goes?
0: I mean, you could. I mean, some of these groups like there's 16,000 some odd fish checks, sure. you know, like how are you going to pick one person and the- then everybody sends their money? The easiest thing to do is, like I said, go to the Waterwheel website. Mm hmm you know, click on Beacon Jams and that takes you right to your PayPal or whatever. And there's a note. It's I think it says notes to the seller. Okay. You know, and under notes to the seller, put on the behalf of fish ticks or on the behalf of female centrics. You know, if you're getting a group together to do things, this way everybody has their own receipt. Nobody has to keep track of it, you know. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And that's the easiest way to do it. And then from our side, we can always... Run a program, and you know, everywhere that it says fish chicks or female centrics in the notes. We can group those together.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 So I'm probably going to wait until the fi- fi- till fish chicks do their thing and well, our thing I'm part of that as well. <laughs> and, uh nice. you know, yeah. And then, and, and try. I going... donated
0: on behalf of fish chicks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I
0: plan on donating for every group that I work with.
1: Yeah. Me too. I mean, and that's, that's what it is. It's like, you know, and, and this is what was happening, you know, when uh this summer when uh for the racial equity, uh, fans for racial equity, I did a, a Podcast with with a woman from there, and we had. This was our point was like, okay, what can you do? One of the big things you can do is donate. And some people say, oh, I don't have money. I don't have money. It's like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You are not on tour. You are not on tour, and you're not paying for webcasts right now.
0: You have five bucks. (laughs) Like you know what? Who you know? A lot of people are struggling right now. You know, but you know, it's a matter of like, clean out the change out of your car. Mm -hmm. You know, five bucks. Like I said, you know, if everybody who follows fish donated five bucks, that's $3 million. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know,
0: a dollar, you know, uh, cash in your change jar, take your bottles back, mm-hmm. you know, every little bit helps. And that's really, you know, what you see with the fish community is so many people throw a few bucks in and it really adds up. hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that Trey's really just, I, I mean, he's so humbled by. He is so humbled, you know. Right.
0: It, you know, we all are. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It has done so well, and you know, the giving nature of this community pulling together is mind blowing. You know, I, I'd love to see. I'd love to see them raise a million dollars. Yeah, I really would. Yeah. Well, I feel like, and it would be super easy. You know. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's like a dollar fifty for everyone on, you know, who follows fish.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm wondering if there's any has there been any um reach out towards corporations or anything like that to match
0: um donations? Cause I'm wondering if I, that's that a I different don't know. Angle I, mean, I could take. I you know, within my own group of friends, you know, I've reached out to some of the the mightier of us sure. in the group. And I'm like Go to your business and see if there's any grants or any funds or anything that you know. I'll write you whatever you want and see if we can do this. And you know, I, I I'm pulling personally. I'm pulling out all the stops. I'm contacting everyone I know, and uh, I'm I looked into taking a grant writing class. You know, mm, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you know. Hopefully, I mean, there's you know I've seen obviously like the uh, poster nut bags. They they were definitely very generous and yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's some
0: generous people
1: out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess, you know, um, would you want to, would you say, so if anybody listening right now has any ideas to reach out to you in particular, would you like to give like an email or just have them get in touch with me and I can get in touch with you sort of thing in case somebody has
0: something. Absolutely. No, if they do, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they can send an email to ww at fish.com. Mm hmm. You know, WW is obviously Waterwheel But okay. com, And, you know, there are people there Who can answer their questions And point them in the right direction
1: Yeah, awesome Awesome Alright, so we're going to take a super quick break again And then I just want to come back around And I want to talk about the last two shows Which would be um, The 23rd and the 30th And just uh, kind of close up on, on our conversation And yeah So we'll be right back
0: I found time to split the seas, push back and through to what to lose on.
1: Well, we are back with Mary Bogg discussing the Divided Sky Fund with Waterwheel, the tray with the Beacon shows, and Mary's Marvelous Fish Life, because we would <laughs> all want 700 shows under our belt. <laughs> I know you're like, oh, I don't It's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole <laughs> lot of fun. That's why I tell people like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, well, do you want to have- go have the best time of your life? Okay. Do that. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we had, uh, my last episode, we, uh, talked about the first two shows and this one, I kind of want to just chat with you a little bit about, uh, the, the third and the fourth show, which came on, uh, the 23rd and the 30th. And so for the 23rd, I was up at, with Tara Lee Weathers and Haley Jane up at one of her wild, actually the last wild woman retreat that'll be held up at her retreat in Vermont. Um, I mean, you were saying you
0: know Terri Lee, correct? I sure do. It's a small community here, yeah. so... Yeah, she's... Yeah, this wonderful place was quite a thing, and Haley Jane is fantastic. I know, I know, she
1: is. She's lovely. They're, like, I was able to go to one uh last... Uh, it was the fall, May of nineteen, and I had gone through a really traumatic situation where it was just I was just devastated. I I founded a school, and it was this whole big hoopla, and I had to walk away from it, and um, and I was just devastated. And I went there, and it just lifted everything, and I was able to start moving on again, which I just it was stuck for so long. Um, she is a magical woman. That's all Satan <laughs> is. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I was able to go to another one last weekend and, uh, you know, and I had, I had texted her earlier in the week. I'm like, so like, you think we'll be doing the tray shows, <laughs> you know, because there's this, you know, sort of right? a s- schedule of events or whatever. And, you know, and everybody's there and fans or whatever. And so uh, we kind of realized that we were waiting for a couple people who were running late. And one of the girls was like, so can we listen to Tray? And we're all like, Woo-hoo! So we're all, <laughs> all in a barn and, and really starting to get into that one. And, and uh, so, you know, dancing with some sisters up that way. It was just absolutely beautiful. Where, where have you been for the shows, just generally at home? Or have you been with
0: friends? Um, well, it's funny that while, while you were at the retreat, I was uh, oddly in Ohio and went to tour a treatment facility out there, okay. as well as uh, see another band play. And I was actually at the other band when Trey went on. And at one point, my phone starts buzzing in my pocket. And I'm like, what is going on? And I see all these friends making these comments. I'm like, I don't get it. What are you talking about? And that's when Trey started to play Lizards, which is one of my favorite songs songs Mm -hmm. to this day. And and then there was a rain out. It rained very hard. So they had everybody go back into their cars because it was a drive in. And I literally sat in the car and watched Trey's show on my phone during the rainout. It was great. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you, so I mean, the, the strings, the addition of the strings, I, you know, I, it's been interesting to me to really see him pull these these classical, uh, the classical components into um, the tab tab pieces, um, and, and fish pieces as well. But, you know, he's playing with tab minus, minus the, the horns there, which I'm so curious about because, so we've, we're going to, I
0: know where's Jen. I I love her. Right.
1: Right. I just, um, I thought going into this, I thought that we were going to get a different time and and granted, I think every show has been awesome and all that kind of stuff, but I just assumed, I guess, is that, um, there would be almost kind of like a different show, each week you know so maybe we would get oysterhead maybe we would get fish maybe we would get you know tab maybe get, you know solo that kind of thing and that's not how it's going which is interesting so I'm, so i'm really curious about why why the other ones if they already had gigs or um, do you have any inside scoop on that kind of stuff at all or
0: i don't really know mm-hmm. where like all those people i wish were there why they aren't there mm-hmm. um i obviously because of covid there's all kinds of sure. restrictions sure and you know, taking chances and bringing different people in and out every night, you Mm. just can't do because at any point, you know, New York City could say, nope, we're done and pull the plug on this. Mm. So, you know, I I did listen to an interview he did, I think, with Ari Fink on Fish Radio, where he was talking about, you know, people have to be quarantined for a week, Mm. you know, which means they have to be put up in a hotel and all these things. But those strings like I've seen Trey play with the symphony twice, and the first time I saw him, I literally wept the whole entire first set. It was very embarrassing. (laughs) Um, I would have been right there with you, so I hear you. (laughs) What an experience, though, and to hear, you know, this music that I'm so familiar with, you know, changed in such a way. It's so beautiful. Like, yeah, that string quartet, wow. You know, you see people talk on Facebook about it. It's like, what song would you like to hear? And it's like all of them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, and that's what, you know, um, I mean, while we're talking about it, we'll kind of skip over one of the things I that I wanted to talk about, the you know, with the 28 Days thing, but while we're going with it. So for me, my song is Gaiuti. And so, and, and you know, um, My Friend, My Friend and Gaiuti were written right around the same time. I think he was on, like, that Europe tour with just with just Fishman that whatever summer that was that him and him right. and, Yeah, yeah popped around and and so um you know so Gayuti started and it's one of those songs it's like it's a written like a classical Compose piece because it's not a song that gets jammed during, you know. It's, it's
0: true, and it's the same every time. Yes, for
1: yes, exactly. And so for him to have the little segue into the thriller piece with Gaiuti where you so know good. it's the yeah, you know, you start to shake your booty. <laughs> no, no more, more, no mere mortal can resist the evil of Gaiuti <laughs> You know, it's just so much fun. I uh, and at the beginning of that, I I texted Tom. I was like ah, super excited about it and like right at the climax I got a message back from them that said here we go and I'm just like oh it's just those little things you know it's just so special and like uh,
0: like the intro I yeah, mean yeah. Trey, it, it cracks me up how Trey is so into toying with the fans you mm-hmm. know the whole like rescue squad and getting caught on the platform and then yes. he like Finally comes off the platform and the oh. whole world has gone to hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tom Brady went to Florida. What? <laughs> you know, and it was just so hilarious. Even mocking that picture that some fan took of him in a cafe or yeah. whatever, you know, carrying his little bag. And then he like mugs the shot like they mugged the Telluride shot with Paige. It's hilarious. Right.
1: Yeah. yep. Yeah. And then him but them playing the whole beginning of the of the actual the 28 days from the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which I had so a feeling good. that's what was going on. But then, like, you know, the whole... I mean, because it's just, you know, uh, the whole spicy chicken thing. So many people are in those freaking spicy chickens. At, at, and it's just... It, and again, it's just that connection. It's what keeps keeps us going and I know it keeps him going too, you know. And and I think this is why this whole thing is just working so well with the donations and with all of it. It's just it breathes life into into it all because at this point, I mean, we're all 25, 30, 35 years deep into this, you know. I'm 45, so I've been doing this for well more than half my life as well as you have and this right. and it's like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how to do i mean i guess i could figure it out but i don't
0: want to do life without fish you know (laughs) me neither right (laughs) i did that from 2004 to 2009 and it sucked yeah
1: exactly well i was able to have a couple babies and figure some shit out but but uh (laughs) besides that you know people
0: got their lives together i mean that's important yeah (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: exactly but so yeah so i guess you know we've got four more weeks and you know my thought is with there was a release i did have not had a chance to listen to it but um of page and trey in the barn singing evening song did you get a chance
0: to listen to that i did i I did and that waste like you know i'm gonna start tuning in at like seven so i don't miss anything why what do you mean what's going on at seven what am i missing well, because before, you know, Trey starts at eight or whatever time he starts, maybe it's 830. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then they do the Trey thing or, you know, he played Waste with Paige. And, you know, I'm like in tears pouring down my face, you know. Oh, I definitely missed that. hmm Oh, mm-hmm. uh, so. Where, where you know, can we see
1: that? Is that something that's on or is it on, um, on Live It Fish, was before
0: I mean? the show. They oh, aired shit. it before the Beacon show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tune in a little early and you know, will. that's our, I mean, do I know if they're doing any more of that? I have no idea, but I'm going to tune in. So I don't miss anything. Yes. yes. And then that hilarious escape from MSG. I, yes. <laughs> it, just, it just absolutely cracked me up. I mean, it.
1: yes. And just and all he was the-
0: in his bare feet. Yes. Gross. I will.
1: You know? Oh God. I will tell you, um, So my 100th show was in Randall's Island. And up until Randall's Island 14, I was barefoot at every show I ever went to. That includes... Madison Square Garden, which uh, now that I think back on it, what the fuck was I thinking? Yes. No, all the time. All of it. And it was like this big joke about my nasty ass feet after shows and this and that. So watching him walk around like I would put them on to go to the bathroom. But like as soon as though, nope, just dancing in the gross beer and all of it with not even a thought. And now I'm like, I don't what, what, why? But you know what? I guess maybe that's why I have a great immune system. You never know. Or I'm just a dirty ass hippie. And the- there's that too. Yeah, <laughs> probably more likely. Probably more um. likely that, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So Mary, it is so great talking to you. I really appreciate all the work that you're doing um, with this divide Sky Fund and with Waterwheel. And, you know, you are, again, I bet you, like you and I have danced very close to, to each other for all these years because both of both of us being east coast uh 1.0 girls um you know I find it pretty beautiful as far as that's concerned just you know dancing through life and not realizing that you're right right with somebody the whole
0: time you know it's amazing it really is like mm. uh you know I people are like oh my first show was in this bar and I'm like I was at that show yeah yeah and it could have been dancing right next to him didn't even know it but now we're friends yeah yeah it's amazing i i'm forever thankful i mean i have amazing friends that i met because of this band Mm -hmm. you know so many amazing things have happened because of this band Mm -hmm. and that's you know that's that's my drive working for waterwheel is that they have done so many amazing things for me if i can do whatever I can to give back. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, do um, you want to just uh, quickly me and let people know? Him, but what what are the um, plugs are to donate money, and we can donate money anytime, correct? Through through this,
0: you can 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, you can go to Water Wheels page. You know, on the internet, um, as soon as it opens, you'll see tabs. You can click to. Donate to the general fund at Waterwheel. You can click on the beacon, and that'll take you right to the Divided Sky Fund. Um, if you want to talk to Waterwheel about, you know, larger donations or corporate donations, you can write to ww@fish.com, and somebody there will definitely help you out. If you want to donate as a group, get your group together, get your friends together, and when you click on that Beacon Jam. And go in there, you know, there's a note, an area for notes, note to seller, and you can write, you know, on behalf of whatever group you're with, please do every little bit counts, 50 cents, a dollar, $10, $20, you know, $3.63, whatever it might be, you know, <laughs> 420. Perfect. 555, you know. <laughs> right. There's a lot of, 2001. Right. <laughs>
1: exactly the possibilities are endless all right well yeah thank you so much mary i really enjoyed uh chatting with you and thank you everybody out there we are female centrics
0: and uh yeah peace and love.